0: Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction, because deconstruction isn't the end goal, living a vibrant, soul-aligned life is. Welcome back to Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction. Today we're going back into the Becoming series and we're talking to Coach clinical supervisor and shamanic practitioner, Rebecca Hartnell. Rebecca Hartnell is a powerful alchemist and coach who works with the divine feminine. And although our conversation isn't specifically on deconstruction, we're going a bit wider into the whole idea of deconditioning and what that means. Um, And the reason why is because whether you are currently within Christianity or whether you've come out of Christianity and you're deconstructing you have definitely been impacted by the Christianized worldview, the Christianized culture and society that we live in so there is an aspect of deconditioning that we all have to go through despite or in spite of whether we are still within Christianity have or have come out of Christianity and are practicing something else or wherever we may fall on the path. So I'm really excited to go into today's episode with you. And I know that you're going to find something juicy and powerful to help you. If you want to connect with Rebecca, you can do so via the links on today's episode notes. But for now, I will see you on the inside. Okay so I am super super excited about this interview. I've got the amazing Rebecca Hartnell on um, the other side. She is also based in the UK and that's lovely for me because I get to speak to somebody else who you know has um, uh, a shared experience with me um, based around life in the UK. So Rebecca it's lovely to have you here. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, to introduce a little bit about what I do, I am the founder of two organizations. Uh, I'm the Demon Career Coach. So I've been doing that for 12 years. I'm also the CEO of an organization called the Divine Feminine, Divine Feminine Wealth. So I'm now working with the Divine Feminine in an energetic way and bringing that to humans and business because we all need to restore that balance within us.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I love what you do, and I connected with you via LinkedIn, and I am always so um, uh, blown away and touched by the things that you share, and they really resonate quite deeply with me. And just before we started recording, um, I spoke about the fact that I realised or somehow found out that you are a shamanic practitioner, and how how that made me feel as somebody who has been born and raised within the Christian faith. And there was definitely a bit of trepidation on my side because, you know, it's scary and all the things that were told are wrong and, um you know bad about Mm -hmm. the world but then on the flip side I see all and I saw all the amazing content and you know your heart your energy and the work that you do and it was one of the things I was like actually you know something's not quite right in this formula (laughs) you know in this equation here um because what you do resonates so much with who I am and you know what I'm about and the values that I hold and what I'm trying to do in the world so can you tell us a little bit about let's just get this bit out of the way this whole shamanic aspect yeah. and and what that is about because it also has led you to some groovy places <laughs> and you know doing some amazing things yeah so can you speak to that a little bit
1: yeah, certainly thank you um If I told you I ended up doing shamanism by mistake, um, that would be absolutely true. Um, What also might be really useful in a contextual way is to look at this in up till about 700 years ago in this country and in northern Europe, uh, vicars and priests and all of them, people in the church, did work quite closely with shamans. So... Because they knew there were different bodies of work, and they knew that that, that that they could collaborate on it. So it wasn't really until the the Reformation or, and all those times where there were the witch wounds created and all that kind of stuff that that made our, our lives quite toxic and still do for women particularly today. Um, that you know they collaborated. There wasn't there wasn't either one. It was it was both. Oh. So shamanism in my world, I guess I have. Um, okay, I'll go back to the beginning. When I was twenty six, I uh, got clean and sober. Um, and I was told if I didn't uh, get God I would, I would relapse and die and that was a tricky one for me because I was brought up a, a heathen uh, in a Christian society but it was I didn't know how to reconcile that and the first sense I got of a sense of power greater than myself was with my back against a tree there are three lime trees still in, uh, in Whitehall where I used to live and I suddenly thought it's not me who makes this tree grow OK, there's got to be something bigger than me. I don't come and water this tree every day. I didn't plant it. You know, there's a bigger system. So nature became my my God, if you like. Yeah. It's like nature. whatever I do, nature is still doing its thing, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood. Um, and from that, I moved into paganism and, um, you know, was quite alone. Um, And um, suddenly I went through this portal um, of applying to do a three year shamanic practitioner training. And um, the amazing bit about it, but the bit that maybe terrifies people too, is that it's direct revelation with spirit. So literally using a drumming bait and getting into a meditative space, I can contact or the the spirit allies, they contact me and tell me what they feel I should know. I I can ask them as questions. The, the union between us is because they have the wisdom and I have the body, so I can. they can't do anything. They can't, they can't action anything. They're sitting watching us going, hey, you need to do something different, you know, or we learned that lesson centuries ago, or they're outside of time and space. So um, my job is to hear, along with all the other shamanic practitioners that, that I'm training with, is to hear and to enable balance to be restored. We're putting things back in their rightful places.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's something that we definitely need now there is so much going on in the world and I know that people are trying to get back to that that wisdom um but it's it's hard to do it just through textbooks and history books because you know it's 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 a biased account it's a biased story and we're just kind of we're filling in the pieces um, as best as we can so having that ancestral wisdom ancestral knowledge I reckon would be really useful actually <laughs> so. it's an
1: extraordinary privilege and and in some ways it's um it suits my personality I'm the daughter of a head teacher so I'm 100% allergic to authority so if somebody tells me to do something I will do the opposite whether I want to do it or not <laughs> when spirit tells me to do it I kind of feel like I take it a little bit more seriously yeah um, I, but I, what I, I have recognised, I think, through, throughout my life is, is that politicians, people in authority, the patriarchy, all sorts of things, maybe, you know, a few of them, have all um, had agendas and we have been divided and ruled, we have been played, we have been manipulated, we are manipulated by consumerism right now, we are manipulated by social media, and actually if I go and meet one of my spirit allies with whom I've got a relationship, they're not only going to tell me truth because they haven't got any agenda other than you know being themselves and being wise, but they cut through all that stuff. But equally, um, the other side of it is They're outside of time and space. So where humans can only do the next iteration of something, they go, well, that didn't work. So we'll just, we'll one better it. I can get the most innovative responses to something because it's outside of time and space. It might come from the future or it might come from the past, but it Mm. fits what's needed. Mm. So I think a lot of what I'm doing actually is bringing the past forward to the present in order that we can design our future as well um because we've been cut off from that old wisdom yeah. we, you know all the politics all the all the monetary agenda everybody's power agendas we've been told to set it down really clearly and um yeah. and so it's my job to bring it back yeah and challenge that
0: okay so-, so fantastic thank you for clarifying that um so you've touched a little bit about your background so you've touched upon the fact that um You were brought up, in your own words, in a heathen um, family. Uh, uh, You had an experience of, is it alcohol or drug? And
1: drug addiction. I I did a decade really well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, And because of that experience, it led you, or somebody basically told you, you know, find God or die. Mm -hmm. Um, And that led you to finding God in nature yeah. and then you know this journey towards um shamanism and becoming a shamanic practitioner so I'm really interested in knowing about how this has impacted your your healing and your returning to self-journey because obviously this is kind of the the focus of this series that I'm doing um yeah so if we can talk about that a little bit
1: okay that's interesting because that question has just triggered me to go into a completely different direction to the one that i was intending to bring so thank you and uh, and bear with me um, my healing journey as i say started 24 years ago and i literally thought um you know three months of rehab and i'd be cured and uh, and i'm still asking all the questions and i'm still doing the healing work and yeah. um, some of that does come through the coach- coaching work that i do or the supervision work that i do because my clients bring me exactly what i need to be working with too um mm-hmm. so that gets you know put well behind my ear until the session's over and i'm like oh apply to self uh, which yeah. is useful to know um so that's very live um but what shamanism has brought to my healing, I am gonna be very honest now. So I got into recovery when I was 26. I thought I'd be cured three months later. I started to build a really good life. Um, and by the age of 30, um, I had a massive nervous breakdown. By the age of 30, I was homeless. I was suicidal. I got locked up in a psychiatric unit. And, uh, and then I threw myself under a lorry because the psychiatrist, <laughs> He literally looked at me and said, well, you speak very well. I can't really see what the problem was. I weighed six stone at this point. Um, And um, so I tried very seriously to take my life. And I guess I'm here for a reason, Um, because Mm. as my psychiatrist said, another psychiatrist, uh, he said, most people don't come back from where you've come from. Um, So my healing journey continues. And um, I reckon I recognize now that that breakdown was around this life healing it was around the psychological harms wounds that had happened in my early life and, and yeah. making sense of that and having been through that um it makes me a very big coach So you know I mean I'm I, I, not much of what people says says uh flaws me in a session these days may not fall within my remit I'm good at signposting but I'm not going to fall apart if anybody brings yeah. me anything and people bring big things um But the work that's happened in the pandemic, and since I began to train as a shamanic practitioner, so I've been on this path for over three years now, um, uh, is what's happening is the ancestral work and the past life work is coming up. So I am able or have been able through connecting with the spirit allies to surface the um, wounds, particularly the witch witch wounds around me, the hangings, the burnings, the stakes, the, you know, the the betrayals um, and those stories. And then go back and do the healing work shamanically on those creatures, on those individuals that got really harmed. And then this is going to sound really bonkers. They are then showing up to write my business. So I showed up to go, OK, what does the divine feminine really look like? And they showed up through my email because I write my books on my on my phone yeah. and they said, thank you for showing up. We've been waiting for centuries. <laughs> it was like, oh, I didn't expect that as a first sentence. Yeah. And they said, as a, as a result, we will then share what we know with you. Uh, we will share our wisdom so you can design your business. So thank you. As a gratitude, this is what we're doing. So my contract with them is that I show up every day and listen to what they have to say. And uh, that's bonkers in my head, in my rational head teacher head. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. However, it's powerful.
0: Do you know what? I can totally understand that. And yes, a part of me is like going, okay, what is this crazy lady Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. You know, I I see it in me. Yeah. (laughs) But then another part of me that is not contained within the structure um, thinks, actually, yeah, that makes sense. I can kind of see. Mm. how that is and it brings the question is this available to all of us
1: yes absolutely and this is what we've been told that only certain people are spiritual enough to access this stuff and actually everybody has the ability to contact spirit So it's been made exclusive. And actually, there are a variety of ways of doing it. There's plant medicine. I don't mess about with that very much. But, you know, you can use literally cacao and chocolate. You can use ritual. You can use drumming beats. But we all have the ability to connect with spirit. And that that returns our power to us. And I don't think there's a lot of people who wanted us to be powerful or there are certain people who didn't want us to be empowered. And it's not about power over. It's about being power filled um yeah. and sovereign and making our own decisions and um yeah. people haven't really wanted that for us uh because there's nothing more frightening than a bunch of fully empowered um knowledgeable wise people wandering around in the world making their own decisions if you want to exploit them and make money out of them
0: yes that's a big yes <laughs> right there and there's so much that I feel like I want to talk about in relation to that. But before I go there, um, let's talk about the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means? Because, you know, this is a term that is becoming really popular at the moment within the coaching world. Um, So I feel like maybe it's good that we just come up with a foundation or you tell me what it means to you so i know where we're what we're talking about when we're talking about the divine feminine
1: yeah no that's that's great um i wrote 115,000 words of book um and it started off as me sharing my coaching process um and then i hired a writing coach who went there's a little bit of anger in this book you might want to tell some of the stories around it and i realized that all the anger and a lot of the wounds uh, in my life and and that I was seeing it particularly in in career coaching women you know that that it's yeah. it's literally not a, a level playing field it's like uh, one of my clients said um about a year ago so it's like we, we did we did feminism you know we did feminism 20 you know 60 years ago and, and nothing has changed and it's like yeah. that really lands with me so there was a fair amount of um crossness in the book and and wounds. so I went away and wrote the stories to illustrate that and then And then the title of the book uh, landed and the title of the book was just gifted to me out of nowhere. And the title of the book was called The Divine Feminine at Work because it was about career coaching. And as it landed, I went, oh, and then I went, oh, my God, that is really big. I'm now working with the Divine Feminine at Work. So I have now spent two years living the Divine Feminine um and recognizing how we have been thrown into toxic masculinity that women are supposed to be masculine in order to achieve that we have to deliver all the time that the corporate is all about deliver 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 there's nothing of the feminine in any of that it's all about the masculine and the masculine is a beautiful thing nothing would happen without the masculine Uh. but you can't action masculine well without brilliant planning beforehand and with a great without great celebration afterwards so it's all those bits around between it's the invisible work um which lead to the 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 great actions and the great decisions in in the first place and i have been really made to live this and uh so as soon as the book title landed i began to upscale it became a really big thing i was going to Rome to do talks for the un you know it was like i was really on one and um and actually I burned right out. I burned right out because I was doing it in a masculine way. So I was yeah, taking yeah. the divine feminine out into the world in a really masculine way and it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. So what we've got is we need the sacred union. We need the sacred union between the divine feminine and the divine masculine in every human being yeah, and yeah. every business. It's not about gender. It's about a way of being yeah, um, that makes it sustainable. And we have been out of balance for a couple of couple of thousand years right now. and And uh, our planet is really beginning to to show you know yes. we keep taking yes. and taking and taking and taking and we're not in relationship with with our planet with ourselves with our bodies we don't listen to ourselves and uh, so we're not making wise decisions
0: so there there seems to be some threads in this so you've mentioned about listening and you've mentioned about the invisible um around the actions and you've mentioned about being in harmony and connecting to self connecting to nature and what does all of this have to do and bring it back again to becoming who we really are that authenticity piece that returning to self
1: yeah so that journey back to self um all human beings male and female uh or in between you know however people uh wish to describe themselves these days um we all need feminine and masculine energies and so the masculine is about the actioning yeah feminine energies are the receiving the listening which which if we don't stop long enough to even listen to what our bodies are saying so my body can be telling me i'm really exhausted and i'll just push on through you know my body can tell me can tell me that i'm hungry angry lonely tired um uh, and i will push on through And, um If we don't listen to these wisdoms in our body, if we don't surface those into awareness, um, and if we don't then collaborate and mobilise well and look through everybody's perspective, then we make really misinformed decisions. And what's happening is we're just missing all of this cycle, this whole cycle, especially mm. the fertile void. And you'll recognize that from Gestalt probably, which is where the magic is. The fertile mm. void is where we we have we don't know. We're able to sit in a place of saying, I don't know what the solution is, I don't know what the answer is, um, which is right where I am now. And it's right where a lot of clients are. They're going, I used to, I used to be that and now not that anymore, but I don't know what I'm becoming.
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah, I don't know if you're seeing
1: it but I'm seeing it everywhere and we have to sit with that discomfort because we're Mm. used to being able to box ourselves but if we box ourselves too early we miss the magic and the opportunities
0: yeah that is so powerful right there because um I've definitely felt it and motherhood moves you into that place because you know you're one person and then you birth a human being and they become very dependent on you so you're your beingness changes automatically because you know you've got somebody who needs you in a totally brand new way everything that you were before you can't be that person um especially not in the practical way that you know you were being that person before and there is a kind of struggle a tension, a, a grieving that you're not prepared for but yet you have to, to go through and I and I have spoken Um, about this with you I mean I see you go in on your (laughs) wild adventures I'm like oh my gosh I really want to go in a wild adventure but um, obviously I know I'm not in that season right now and I'm and I get so much joy from being a mother but it's yes recognizing that there's a lot of stuff going on in this space for me and it's a really powerful and healing space this area of not knowing yeah but as you say, when we try to kind of jump into the next stage, because society in the world teaches us that we are only useful mm-hmm. if we are, um, if we know. Mm. That know in space, because yeah. if we know, then we can take action.
1: Yes, and then Which, we can prove, and then we can deliver, and then we are valid, exactly. and then we have a rationale for being here, and then exactly. we're maybe earning money, or we're, you know, proving something. And and that not knowing is um, sitting with it is very profound at the moment because as a result of the pandemic and i'm gonna sound woo now to tolerate me the pandemic has happened for a reason the pandemic has happened to slow us all down
0: mm. and then
1: everybody's gone what are we doing you know we really have had time to reflect and um those questions are really pivotal to not close those down too quickly to go I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it's all right. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got a roof over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. That, that, was, that was not the answer I was allowed to give as a head teacher's daughter. You know, if I was asked a question, I had to give an answer. In fact, my uh, friend in my art group, who I've known for 25 years now, she's very gentle with Sharon. And every now and again, uh, somebody will ask a question and I'll come up with an answer and Sharon will just look me gently in the eye and go, is that true? And I'm forced to go, I just made that up. <laughs> because my my pavlov programming is to come up with an answer yeah so right now i have totally closed the doors to demon
0: yeah
1: i don't even know if i'm a coach anymore i'm a great coach but i don't that's not the whole of my identity anymore i'm like i've done that for 12 years i adored it i don't know what's coming next. something very big is coming next around the divine feminine i don't know what it is i have no idea how i'm going to monetize it or justify it to the world yeah um i just have to sit with it now that's comfortable not
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah no totally I get what you're saying but actually what I am getting back is that you're making space you're creating yeah. space yeah. You've, you've allowed whatever is coming yeah. to come it goes oh yeah there's a spot for me right there yeah. whereas if we continue on with the the programming and the reactivity we just feel like we need to fill up every inch of space that we've got with performance with action and and as you're saying that's that divine masculine energy without stopping that reflective that listening piece that you were talking about before without stopping to connect to what's going on inside us is this really yeah really really what I want to do and what I feel called to do
1: yeah. or yeah. are other are there layers of shoulds or am I hurrying it or am I trying to make the birth go too fast and yeah the first time I mean I'm going to turn 50 in a couple of months month probably amazing I've made it this far really and that's the first time in my life where I've been comfortable to go I don't know I don't know where my money's coming from I don't know how I'm going to earn I don't know how I'm going to show up professionally. So I just keep showing up as me and, yeah. and that seems to be well received on LinkedIn and, and various places. So, I, yeah. And what's extraordinary in this place is me going, I don't know, is about 10 people in the last two months have um, come to me and said, I-, I want to go into business with you. And I'm like, well, that's interesting because I don't even know what my business is right now. So I've got a list of 10 people going, well, come back to me in the autumn. I might have a clearer idea, but I don't think I've ever done that. I've always, yeah. particularly as a woman you know, if somebody's come to me, then I will try and make something work, Um, and it's like, well, I I, I think you're great, you know, I mean, one man's turned up, and he's French, and he's young, and he's more divinely feminine, way more divinely feminine than I am, and he will be great at marketing the divine feminine, but I don't know what he's marketing, right, it's like, okay, stay on board if you want, Um, can't imagine anybody nicer doing this work for me, um, or with me, or together in some way, but I don't know what it looks like right now. So we'll have to have a conversation in the autumn, you know, and that's the first time in my life. I think I've gone. Yeah, you're great, but just wait.
0: (laughs) And I just, Oh, that's a big one. And I just feel like, okay, so I'm bringing it back to the context of um, faith and spirituality and um, being who you are, because, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is that, you don't know and the only thing that you can do is be you and show up yeah. as you yeah. and so many people find that difficult who am I again it goes back to the who am I needing to know the answers and when I'm not being me so who am I showing up as mm-hmm. um and then uh, i I'm, I'm thinking about so in my deconstruction journey and in the journey of deconstruction that I've witnessed in other people around the not knowing, so I don't believe, or I don't believe in the way that I used to and the way that I used to provided me with answers that I kind of knew and they were kind of maybe conditioned into me or whatever, but I believed them to the, to the ability that I believed them. And now, because I don't believe, I don't know. So. This is a very uncomfortable place for me. I don't know how to be in this space. Hmm. What might you say to them as from your wisdom as a shamanic practitioner or even thinking about the divine feminine or any aspect that you want to talk into this?
1: I think I would still go back to the body. I would. I would. Um, We're cyclical beings, Yeah, you know, and and we're we're seasonal, we're cyclical, you know, menstrual cycles, 24 hours, you know, the 13 moons, the the year, um, all creatures are cyclical. And um, the first point of awareness, the first point is the sensation in our bodies. Mm. And if we can sit with the sensation in our bodies, I think there is great wisdom in that because as humans, then we can begin to surface those into words. When we surface those into words in an awareness, then we can begin to get to the next bit of the journey of going, okay, so what do we need? You know, what do we need to do? And and it's not not necessarily what do I need to do? It's that collaborative piece. What do we need? And what are you seeing? And let's share all our perspectives.
0: Mm. But I think
1: it starts right in the body. Or even earlier than that, it might start in the fertile void where you were asking spirit. Mm. But but as a human being, I used to see myself as a a body carrying, a spirit carrying around a body. now now my is a vehicle that that deserves a huge amount of respect because whilst i'm a spirit and my spirit has a ever such a a big presence it's my body that i have to honor that carries the spirit around in in the Mm. world and um so the more i can listen to my body my my body's like my interaction with the world it's like you know what Mm. am i feeling what do i what do i feel about that that energetic connection you and i have shown up on zoom we've never spoken before together but we know there's a connection between Mm. us and what we've really learned in these times you know i've met people in person from all over the world after the after the pandemic and and they are the people that they say they will be and Mm. that's extraordinary over a series of what is you and i are working through is a series of noughts and ones yeah so but that that energy translates bonkers you know but true that energetic connection we can really trust it so it's our bodies and it's our spirits. And those are those are the place to start, you know, and, yeah. and, and saying, being willing to say, I don't know, something something doesn't feel right. A language reflects it, you know, something yeah. smells off. You know, it doesn't look right. We you know yeah. we've got all the words around it, but somehow we're, we're not e- connecting to it. And so it starts with the body. And I'm just going to get a bit political now, so bear with me. Not as far as the Tories are concerned. We'll leave them out. Um, <laughs> um But... I think we have been separated from our sovereignty in that we've every time we have an uncomfortable feeling, mm. in our bodies or in our emotions or in our energetic field, we're encouraged to buy something, we're encouraged to get yeah. on social media, we're encouraged to consume something in some way. We eat or we drink or we, we do anything to quick fix it.
0: Yeah. And the yeah.
1: more we can sit with it and not pick up the phone, not kind of re- resort to any of those things which count as addictions when it comes mm, down to yeah. it, because we're playing yeah, yeah. with our, our, our mental well-being and our and our um brain chemistry, the more we can resist that and just take a couple of minutes and go, what is that? What is that that feels weird? Mm, mm-hmm. Then we then we again we're accessing our own wisdom. We have it. Mm, mm-hmm. We've been misdirected.
0: Yeah, there was um an interesting uh reference in Eckhart Tolle's book I'm never quite sure how to say his surname sounds (laughs) good okay um uh the the power of now and he said something like um transformation happens through the body yeah and I thought yeah yeah yeah, that's it And
1: it's not through this we're encouraged to use this 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 is just a set of tools that we carry around with us yeah. that can action what the spirit and the body want.
0: Just for reference, um, Rebecca is pointing to the head. <laughs> okay.
1: oh, that helps. Yes, I'm, I'm all visual. Um, yeah, so our brain, it's a great piece of, of equipment, but equally, we need to use it rather than it use us. yeah Um, um, Yeah. and actually it's our body and our spirit that has the wisdom and then we can ask our brain to make whatever it is happen yeah Um, so yeah yeah, that's been an ongoing battle of mine I can play mental ping-pong in my head for hours over whether I should or I shouldn't do something but it's my body that will tell me whether it's for me or not Yes. yeah
0: yeah and I think um, an added piece is learning to trust that
1: yes because we've been taught to distrust it yeah um, yeah. and we've been heavily influenced to distrust it. I was in um, London yesterday and I went to the Divine Feminine Exhibition or Demonic to Divine at the British Museum and there was a book there um, written about the exhibition. Now, the exhibition really stimulated some interesting things in me because it didn't really bring a very radical view. It brought a very colonialised view, okay. which i was horrified horrified about it. Missed a trick. So I picked up the book because uh, I like Mary Beard, who'd written the introduction. She's quite radical do I need to buy this book? And I did did I did some kinesiology on myself. I tested, I body. I muscle tested on it. Yeah. Do, do, do I, do I, is it in my highest and best good to have this? No, mm. let it go. All right, well, that's 25 quid that it, it spared me and time reading that I don't really have. Um, yeah, 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 so learning to trust that, that my body will tell me whether I do or whether I don't need a foodstuff or a book or some information or to spend some time with somebody. It's like we've been severed from that a long time ago. My body absolutely knows.
0: And that is so powerful. I mean, you're absolutely right. How powerful is it to be able to just take a breath and just check in with yourself and see, actually, does this sit right with me? Does this feel, as you said, in my highest and best interest? If we were to do that on repeat through the day, imagine over the course of a year, how different our life could be.
1: Even if it changed it one degree, we'd be end up in a completely different place.
0: Absolutely, that's a really it? powerful thing to to sit with, and I absolutely agree that it's in the best interest of those in power, authority, to keep you out of your own wisdom and to keep you reliant and dependent on them to tell you yeah. what to do. Yeah. I think, like we only have to look at in the UK, in this country, where we've kind of given away um, our power on, especially in the political arena. I know that it happens across the world, but to the extent that we now lack social um, responsibility, I -hmm. I feel like that's um, a big thing. When you take away somebody's power, you take away, you make them a child. You yes. make them dependent on you, so yes. they don't have to worry about the consequence anymore yes. of their actions or, or their behaviors. Somebody else is going to deal with that. It's their their decision, their responsibility.
1: Yes, yes. And and how can we possibly design our worlds and our futures and our own lives um, if we're in child? And yeah. um, you know how can we design it well? And we have this access to this incredible wisdom. You know i look at what the fertile void is i ended up writing about it and it was like okay so the, it starts with my body but beneath that i through my body because i'm made of the same stuff as the mud I actually have access to the, the planet earth and beneath that I have access to my ancestors, all those people radiating out who created me. And and I carry, they've proven it through science. I love it when science proves what spirit already knows. Um, In our epigenetics, it's all written, Mm. you know, woven around our DNA, all their trauma and their joy. So we've got access to all that wisdom, Mm. you know, and and we are part of this huge cosmos and the Mm. spirit allies. And it's like, how much wisdom do I have access through this portal of my body Mm. why am i listening to you over there um (laughs) yeah yeah. but then if i've got access to all this no wonder they don't want me listening to to, you know to anybody Mm. other than them over there because yeah i'm a seriously powerful woman and you are a seriously powerful woman if you are listening to yourself and all that power that comes through your body is a portal
0: yeah yeah definitely oh wow so amazing so um i'm just being aware of time um is there anything that you feel like you would like to share with the community of listeners?
1: What feels important? I think you named it. And I learned this early, early on in my coaching journey when we were doing coaching triads and we didn't have a Zoom in those days. It was a while ago that I trained and uh, we had coaching and we worked on, on the phone and when you work auditarily, you have to work slightly differently. You have to pause more. You have to not jump in because, yeah. because you can't see facial expressions and, yeah. and you've got less to read. So myself and my uh, coachee at that point, we decided there was the power lay in the pause that actually yeah. when there's a silence on the phone, somebody's processing just because you can't see anything, hear anything. Yeah doesn't mean to say nothing's happening so if we can just repeatedly throughout the day give ourselves those pauses check in with ourselves where's that decision landing in my body Uh, you know is it landing in my feet is it landing in my gut does it make me fearful you know is it in my heart am i open-hearted all those kind of things if we can register that time and time again through the day instead of pushing on through and just ignoring it
0: um mm. i think we
1: become seriously um power-filled because we are trusting ourselves we've got so much to access Um, and that can happen even in a business meeting hang on I just need to take a second you know that ability to not answer immediately that ability to not have to deliver instantaneously and to challenge that is really important
0: that's actually brought up some other things I think one thing that is brought up is reactivity Mm. so we we you know we can be reactive something is triggered inside of us um Mm -hmm. we feel a need to like jump in defend ourselves whatever you know it is Mm -hmm. um and then just that just that pause knowing that we can pause
1: yes and choosing to respond
0: Choosing to respond. very
1: powerful it's a yeah. practice I'm really ch- choosing to engage with now I only catch it three times out of four you know I'll be banging the argument before I even notice <laughs> it on the domestic front you know oh, I was not going to do this but I'm much better now at going I'm just going to step out and put the kettle on um control the facial expression and go away and, w- and work out what that means for me yeah because it's my life and the yeah. lesson, whatever they have or haven't done um the lesson is for me uh yeah. yeah and that's a, so to take that as a gift and be curious about it and to take the time to work that out or to literally put the boundary in and say i need to just go and work with that i'll be you know give somebody a, a deadline if you like i'll be back back to you you know b- b- at tea time tonight mm-hmm. but that desire to or that training in me to react instantaneously because right. i feel triggered or i feel defensive or i feel this or i feel that mm-hmm. or i feel i should even take your time
0: Take your time, yeah. Connect with because it's interesting when we are reacting, we're not really operating from our truest, truest self, are we?
1: No, I'm I'm operating from a very hurt place at that, if yeah. I'm good. You know, yeah. I'm in there as my five-year-old going, but that, that's not fair, you know, and I can hear myself. I'm like, I'm a professional. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In the domestic environment, it'll come out and I'm like, yeah. mm, this is great, especially after a long day of coaching other people with great grace. Uh, I can be um, can I swear on this? Yeah. <laughs> feel free. <laughs> I can turn into a bitch, you know, if I've yeah. been coaching for 12 hours, I can turn into a bitch on the domestic front and and I'm really hyper conscious of it, but I can't always stop it if I'm tired and actually yeah. I need to take my time.
0: Yeah, so important, so important to do that. What was the other thing that I that it really brought to mind? What you said about um the power of the pause mm. and how there is, you know, in that pause something is happening you know some deep stuff is happening and if we translate that to um going back to the void or you know this place of i don't know and just recognizing that that place is sacred in itself
1: oh that's beautifully put absolutely it's a sacred spirit god whatever you want to call it don't mind you know multi-dimensional place of i don't know and 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 Potential magic—it's the liminal space. It's not comfortable, but it is full of sacred magic, and uh, and only we can gift it to ourselves. So maybe that's the important bit—is to really honour that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So learning how to—and—and—and it's beautiful, really, because if we learn that power of the pause and we apply it to our everyday element, you know, in the domestic front, in the business, the work front, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then we learn to take that everyday cause and then apply it to the big yeah. stuff, the not knowing what's my purpose. Why am I here? Why did I go through this or, you know, whatever, just learning to, to be in that. Mm. How beautiful is that?
1: And thank you for that reframe because, you know, it, it it contradicts or contravenes my every belief up to this point in my life. And now I'm in this place of going, I don't know. And, and that's quite beautiful. All sorts of extraordinary opportunities are offering themselves up and people. And then I'm encountering other clients or clients who are going, I was working with somebody in Australia on uh, on yesterday morning. I'd got back from pilgrimage and I was teaching them a shamanic technique. And the conversation we had before was, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I knew what I was doing and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, it's all right. I've got you because yeah. you're not the only one, you know, yeah. and honor it. Really enjoy it. You know, if you need to sleep, if you need to nourish your body, if you need to just give yourself time and push away those other people's messages or that programming that's arising yeah. from the inside. Yeah do it you know so then we can give each other permission you know and we can break this kind of um uh self perpetuating uh, nonsense that we should all know exactly what we're doing all of the time yeah. you know it's like yeah. oh, okay her in there she's in a liminal space at the moment what does she need you know what i mean it's like okay so we can work with that so um i think there's a real uh, beauty in Uh, the collaboration there as well that that we stop competing you know that competitiveness that well she knows what she's doing and judging you know I always find comparing my vulnerable tender raw inside with somebody else's professional outside does me so many favors not you know (laughs) leaves me feeling like how does she know what she's doing and I don't so actually to be more open and vulnerable and yeah, i think my intention on on linkedin and i didn't know this is what i was doing was about de shaming it was like that it's yeah. really all right to not know or to make a mistake or to learn out externally in some ways because i want to permission give give people to be human
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i uh, we we need that so much we we need to be surrounded by other people that know that being human isn't about knowing and I think that's definitely a space where I'm at at the moment I'm I am kind of rebelling against this idea of hacking life you know life hacks yeah
1: um,
0: because it's you know I don't even know what it is whether it's shortcuts that we want or secret knowledge and, and wisdom to kind of accelerate or quantum leap wherever it is that we want to quantum leap to but we don't really know uh, yeah. we're going yeah. to to yeah. end up and it's just I think that again is just like distancing and disconnecting isn't it just kind of yeah
1: if we're connected to spirit if we're connected to the earth if we're connected to our bodies if we're connected to our pasts and our futures then it's a slower process and we're impatient as humans and we've been taught that, you know, we've watched other people fly, but actually, you know, success doesn't come from nothing. It comes from, I know that this next piece of what will be feels arrogant to say, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Of what will be incredible success in the divine feminine. It comes from 50 years worth of suffering. It also comes from all the ancestors' wounds as well. It comes from a massive amount of, of, work um and so there isn't such a thing as an overnight success it's been sold to us as it's a myth it's it's a complete yeah. myth
0: and it keeps actually, you in the grind
1: it keeps us in the grind and then mm. wondering why we're not getting anywhere instead yeah. of going okay so i've been through all of these things i'm going to take a little bit of time and i don't even know how long to consolidate it and see what's what gold's really in there
0: mm. and then
1: i know what i'm taking forward and i know why then you've got a thing. I mean, most of my coaching with people is slowing them down for three months in order that they can hear themselves. You know, yeah. I put them through a, a process. They think they're moving forward, and they yeah. are, but actually, it's it's holding them in a place so they can stop and reflect and celebrate.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then choose. There's one thing that actually I do want to ask you that I've remembered now is um, alchemy. It's a word that I know that you use often. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about this in the context of what we've been talking about, becoming, um, return to self? Yeah.
1: I think um, it probably goes back to shame for me again. um, That uh, through... Coaching is called a practice, and I never knew why. It's because every day is new when you're coaching, isn't it? You learn something about yourself, let alone the other person. It is genuinely a practice. Um, But through the last 12 years of, of coaching especially more and more of my life experiences that I might have been very ashamed about mm. have proven to be the places of gold. So that's mm. the alchemy. So the wounds of my childhood or the addiction or the suicide attempt or the being locked up in a psychiatric unit, I just used to walk around going, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody where you've been. And now I know that they are my gold because they mm. are, um, they're integrated into my life. They're not a place of shame anymore anymore. They are a place of wisdom. There's a, an article uh, which I could share with you, uh, and it, it's, it's written by a shaman, and it's, it, it's entitled What I Saw When I Went to a, a Psychiatric Unit. And this is how I realized how shamanism was for me, that all those people who were locked up and medicated in psychiatric units in tribal cultures would have been the birth of the healers but we medicate it away again it's another shortcut it's keep it yeah. away yeah. so when i was in a great deal of pain they the authorities were medicating away and i wanted them to i wanted yeah. it to go but yeah. actually i needed guiding through the process of rebirth yeah. yeah it would have been a very different experience had somebody said there's a purpose to this here's some steps you can take i'm with you yeah, yeah. um so that's the alchemy is that in those dark spaces that we all go to in our variety of different ways we all have mm-hmm. dark nights of the soul we all have trauma that is where our gold lies if we do the healing work, and that yeah. is how we know what we're here in the world to do. And I guess the final bit to that is um, regarding the divine feminine, I was brought up the wrong way around. So, in inverted commas, my mum was the breadwinner, she was the head teacher, she was very in her ma- very elegant, but very in her doing masculine energy. Mm. My dad was the artist from Goldsmiths. He stayed home. He raised me. The humiliation of being raised in the 70s with a dad who had a man bag, because he had all <laughs> his artist materials. Didn't happen in the 70s. And my mum, who used to show up to the school gate in a bright yellow Triumph Spitfire soft top to collect me. Can you not do that, mum? You know? Um, so I was I was brought up the wrong way around with my, my, my dad in the feminine energies and as the nurturer. Yeah. So, I genuinely got out into, into, into society, believing that there was equality. And I also believed that people could live as, live as they wished. And yeah. I walked out into this world that seemed to have very strict rules about what men and women women did. And um, so I think I'm in a weird kind of a way. That was my embarrassment. My shame is now yeah. my gold because I want to yeah. bring that to the world.
0: Wow. Well, thank you, Rebecca, so much. There's so much, you know, that we've touched upon um and i really hope that people can um, extrapolate it to their own experiences you Mm. know as well Mm. but it's been such a blessing to um speak with you and um hoping that as i said yeah um this will speak into other people as well so thank you
1: brilliant thank you it's been a real treat and thank you for your insightful questions that have got me thinking about why i'm here and what i'm doing so it's magic magic
0: I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you want to connect with me and continue the conversation then you can go to my website becomingbeyonddeconstruction.com and if you're interested in supporting the work then please feel free to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash living from soul. My name is Florence Okosogu and I'll see you on the next episode of Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction.